All right, welcome back here. J. Tom Lawler-Rink, Mike Macknick, and John Leahy with you. We're uh, score at the end of the second period. BU leads Merrimack 2-1. to one. Tom McCarthy is with us. Warriors senior defenseman from Minnesota. And, uh, Tom, you got a chance early today. You modeled the, the third jersey that the team's going to wear at Frozen Fenway, which is uh, coming up in January. Uh, pretty sharp design there with the uh, Warriors across the front. It kind of looks a lot like the road jersey, right? Yeah, it does. It's... Uh Pretty similar with the the font of um, the front logo, but I mean the Warriors versus Merrimack, they're pretty sharp. Um, pretty excited to see all the boys in them. And should be a super exciting night. Can't wait. Uh, word I got is I guess they're selling. They're actually you people can pre-order them. They're having a special deal before Christmas. I think it's uh, uh, twenty to twenty-five percent off, something like that. You, but you have to call the bookstore, which uh, I don't know the number, but I know it's online. You can get it, or come down to the bookstore to pre-order. Either way. Yeah. Uh, so maybe some folks will be wearing them in the stands there. But uh, are you thinking about that already, the Fenway game that's coming up in about a month? Um, yeah, I mean, we can't uh, lose sight of this weekend. And, I mean, obviously everybody's been excited about it since we heard that there was some schedule. And, you know, we have Christmas break, which you know, will be good for a little mental break. But we can't you know, lose sight on what's, what's next. We do have a, a little kind of pressure game when we get back with uh, the Red Stars. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, after this weekend, it's you know, the next target on our list. So. I want to talk about the BU game here and uh, how, how, how you have seen things, but uh, just to continue on the topic of, of, uh, of Fenway there, um, I mean, you one of the kids that grew up playing on the bonds out in Minnesota? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, actually, now the house, I mean, right now, it wasn't there growing up, but we have a, a pond in our backyard, and there's a bunch of outdoor rinks again. Can't tell you how many there are within like a five mile radius of my house, but it's a big, huge uh, pond hockey tournament down uh, in St. Paul in Minneapolis, and you know, hundreds of teams, any any level, age group, and they come out for this big, huge tournament. They have one up in Milwaukee too, I believe, like the national pond hockey tournament of the year. But it's uh, it's always a different atmosphere playing outside, and they have the Minnesota you know, the hockey game in Minnesota where they play outside, and they have the two of the big profile high schools play outside. Never got to play in one of those, but always watched it. Didn't really have much jealousy for it because it's always 20 below. But that's uh, you know something that you kind of just ingrained with growing up around so many you know, ponds and outdoor rinks. It's just part of the culture. Since you mentioned that the championship, the World Pond Hockey Championship has been, has been held up in Canada in the Maritimes. I think it's Nova Scotia. It might be. Uh, New Brunswick, I'm not sure, but uh, a team of Merrimack alums, you might know this, I don't know, a team of Merrimack alums from the early 1990s won it like four years in a row, so guys, guys who live around here, around Boston, so guys like Robbie Atkinson, Mark Goble, Cooper Naylor went up there, I know they had a four-man team, and, and they went up there and they won it four years in a row, the World Championship, so how about that? That could be you guys. Yeah, no, that could be, yeah, I look forward to it. Now, do you guys know yet what the schedule's going to be at Fenway? You're going to get to get down and skate there, I guess, a day or so beforehand? I would assume so. I'm not. We haven't uh, gotten. Well, you know, as the date comes closer, we'll get more of the details. And, um, usually, probably the week before, we'll figure out what day we're going down, where we're staying, um, you know, the day-to-day schedule, the day before. So, I'm assuming we'll get down and hopefully have at least one or two ice times. But uh, it's a little different playing outside than it is in the indoor. I mean, the, the ice is different. It's a completely different ball game.
an interesting point about the ice. I hadn't really thought, thought about that. How, how is it different, or how, how do you guys expect it to be different from here? I mean, just, uh, I've never played an actual you know, competitive game besides you know, some of the fun I make to play competitive. Um, but um, outside, I mean, it doesn't, uh, it's colder. I, mean, I guess I don't know how cold it'll be on that day, but the ice is harder and it doesn't set necessarily as it would on the ground completely level under, you know, everything's plumb underneath and refrigeration in a building is meant for that, but, you know, you get the resurface, but it doesn't uh, make it quite as nice and the boards aren't going to be perfect, you know, they're temporary boards, so it'll be a, it'll be interesting to see as, you know, how many games are played on it during the day and, you know, how many people are skating on it during the day and towards the end of the game it's going to be, I would assume, maybe, you know, hope that it'll be a, a pretty, Pucks will be flopping around and you know, it won't be as crisp as you would expect it to see a you know, collegiate game, but you know, it just comes down to hard work and who's going to want it more, who's going to be able to persevere through the cold and the conditions. Well, I had asked Matt Lamoff, and we had him on last week, and we were kind of starting to talk about Fenway a little, and I said, uh, you know, sometimes you see the guys, they break out the eye black and all that. I mean, you, is that going to happen? Um, I mean, yeah, we actually had an opportunity to skate, not in a game, but down at Fenway two seasons ago um, with Tim Burke, um, and uh, the lights aren't very forgiving. I mean, some of that can just be mental, kind of looking feel good, play good kind of mentality, but um, I mean, I know playing football in the past that you know, it was part of a routine, but it also you know, served kind of a purpose, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see some of the guys throwing it on there. Not just for fun, but I would put money on it. Some, <laughs> some guys have it. So. We're talking with Tom McCarthy from Merrimack, senior defenseman for the Warriors. They trailed two to one here against BU, and I mean overall, it seems like you know the effort's been there. There's been a, a lot of good plays. Hampus Gustafson had a good chance there in the period. Red Fly as well. The power play looked pretty good in the first period. Mike Collins has looked like he hasn't missed a beat back in the lineup. I mean, it's just those two mistakes, and that's the difference right now. Yeah, I mean that's uh, kind of looking at the games over the four years, three and a half years that I've been here, the in-conference games, it kind of comes down to that way more often than you would expect. Um, the close games come down to, like you said, the mistakes. It hasn't We haven't had many. We thought we looked really good. The power play was looking like they haven't all year, which is great to see the guys working working around, and hopefully we can pop one here in the third period quick and you know, get back at it. The guys are playing well. Just got to at it. The small things are going to come in to, to play here in the third period, so we'll see everyone will be surprised if we're popping in the six, seven minutes. Hopefully you guys are getting ready to close it out. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, uh, what, what has to change here in the third period? It seemed like uh, you know, the second period didn't go quite as well as the first, but uh, uh, what, what do you think they're talking about down there in terms of what, what they have to do here in the third period? Because third period hasn't always been that great for you guys. And uh, uh, But BU, on the other hand, has been outscored 20 to 8 in the, period, in the third period this year, so there's a chance. Right, exactly. I mean, to be honest, I don't think that they're going to be changing much going into the third period. I'm going to stick with making sure that everybody's on the same page with all the face-offs, what we're running, offensive zone, defensive zone, just making sure that everybody's on the same page because once, you know, you're making sure everybody's on the same page, then you know, things are going to come out the way that they should and just kind of making sure that we're working hard, getting bucks deep, getting them in the net, 
Dad had a pretty good net front presence, especially on the power play. I think Willard was, you know, was going against him in practice when he was done just having fun with a guy that's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and puts a stick down to the tripod and he can't move him. So, but uh, you know, if we can just get bucks in that, crash in that. Tom, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, and happy holidays. We'll talk to you again yeah, soon. You as well. All right, thanks. Tom McCarthy has been with us, the Warriors' senior defenseman. The score after two is BU2, Merrimack 1. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to live coverage of Merrimack Hockey.